system comes from what's natural, what's underneath as a human being. You know, what you're made up of, you know, what is the world made up of, and how things work. And that's the, that's the root of system to me. This is Glenn Murphy with NC Sistema, and this is Sistema for Life. Minami, welcome back to the podcast. Yes, great to see you again. Yeah, likewise, man. It's, uh, it's been a long time, been a whole week, you know, since I saw you. <laughs> so I hadn't met you before, and now it's twice within a week. I feel like we're setting a new pattern here. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, ho- hopefully we can keep this pattern. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, so uh, we're talking today, ostensibly because we uh, we missed our shot at talking live when we were in uh, Greenville because we were busy training, yeah, and eating yeah. and drinking, and having a good time relaxing with the guys down in Systema Greenville. Um, but it was a superb seminar. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and everybody in my crew just had a blast and came back kind of upgraded, you know, everybody moving very, very smooth and uh, really enjoying their contact now. Um, so I, I felt like it was something we really needed coming out of the pandemic and people being all flinchy and, you know, losing a little bit of skill and a little bit of kind of psychological conditioning mm-hmm. along the way. And this mm-hmm. gave people a really nice long chance to kind of just make contact and work through. And it, for me, it was great because I've been following you for years online and we've talked before, even on the podcast about your background yep. and, you know, what goes into your teaching style and things like that. But it was wonderful to experience it firsthand and, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and see you working it out mm-hmm. on on me and on, on my guys. So um, Pasquale got a good work over. So he he, uh, he really enjoyed being a demo partner for big bigger. Uh, yeah, he, of it, he so. was great. I mean, everybody else was great too. But yeah, in particular, yeah. he helped. He moves well. Lot, you know? yeah, you yeah, you don't have to worry about hurting him. So you can throw him more or less anywhere. He's like a cat. He just kind of rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry so much about him. He's good. Yeah. Nice. yeah. yeah. So so the seminar was ostensibly about. Um, Three things, right? It was it was build as stick fighting and ground fighting under Sistema, um, and so we had elements of stick fighting, um, which pulled on definitely your kind of background in Filipino martial arts and training with Dan Inosanto and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. You had uh, elements of ground fighting, some of which pulled upon your experience, you know, staying safe in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, of which you're a black belt in the Higa Machado, right? Um, and then kind of free fighting, fighting in flow, fighting in the transitions between standing and being on the ground, and just kind of putting it all together within the Sistema operating system. And obviously a good amount of your Sistema is under Martin Wheeler over there uh, in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. as well as under Vladimir and other instructors over the years and um, things as well. Mm-hmm. But um, so what I'd like to do a little bit is kind of talk about how these three styles, all of which you kind of embody at a very high level, um, can reinforce each other, um, what we mm-hmm. can kind of learn from each of them, right? Um, and how we can kind of reconcile some of the differences in approach and principle in our own teaching and training. Because I know that sometimes mm. when people come with a background in FMA, for instance, uh, instance Gabe, one of the guy, my guys that you work with, um, tall, mm-hmm. wiry guy, you know, he has a background in FMA. Right. And sometimes he feels like um, his FMA background and his systema kind of conflict a little bit, you know, with FMA, much more kind of direct, linear, stop-start movements, yeah. and systema more kind of flow and less crash, you know. Um, so sometimes that gets in the way and sometimes it reinforces itself, you know, the flow of the mm-hmm. hands, the subtle movements around pressures mm-hmm. and things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same thing with BJJ, you know, some people who have a BJJ background do spectacularly well in Sistema. They're, you know, the, just the mobility in three dimensions and their awareness of centers of mass and the pressure mm-hmm. and, and general fearlessness of being on the ground, right? All of those things can really help when you're going in Sistema, but sometimes they cling to people, you know, like hold on to them and then get stabbed when we're doing <laughs> knife drills or get kicked when it's multiple attackers or something, or just mm-hmm. try so hard to find positions and submissions that they, they abandon the big picture. And then the guy yeah. does something sneaky, which is not in the BJJ rules, right? And then it, and then they get into trouble. Um, 
so it's I think it's really interesting the way that you put them all together. Uh, did you have any specific goals coming into the seminar when you know Bobby asked you to come teach stick fighting, ground fighting, that kind of stuff? What was your kind of yeah. goal for coming in? Well, we had the theme. Uh, Bobby basically uh, gave me the theme. Uh, he wanted to stick fighting and ground fighting, and uh, uh, so the theme was. Uh, See, this is why I come from, whether it's ground fighting or stick fighting. Uh, you don't want to get into stick fighting or mm. ground fighting, which is pretty much what you just said. You know, jiu-jitsu guys operate in certain ways because they have certain rules. In mm. particular, today, today's jiu-jitsu is, you know, going to more and more tournament uh, competition-oriented. Mm. Uh, when I started the jiu-jitsu, there was a lot more self-defense aspect of it yeah but that's been more and more lost yeah uh stick fighting is similar in that way they don't they do have tournaments but mm. probably not as big as a like jujitsu tournament but they do have certain patterns of uh fighting each other mm. so you don't really want to get locked into it where i come from and where i think sistema guys should come from is always coming from uh, self-defense or, you know, slash street fighting, yeah. slash whatever it is, whatever it could happen on the street, out there, outside mm. of your training place. Mm. So uh, that, but then when you go there, when you go to that, then you have to really start from, you know, what are we dealing with? Yeah. You know, you you have a stick. Um, you know, what can you do with the stick? Or what can somebody do to you with the stick? Sure. Yeah, before you get into certain patterns of fighting. Yeah. So... I, that, I remember some years ago, Mikhail taught a workshop and he had stick in there. Sorry to cut you off, just to throw in. And he no, had no, a little no. bit of stick in there. And um, it, I think it was actually in the Summit of Masters 2010, going back a little bit now. Um, and he was teaching some, you know, single stick. And I'd never seen him do that before. And not many people teach it a lot in Sistema. You know, there's sometimes big stick stuff, you know, moving things around, but not so much the little stuff, you know. Um, and he was teaching and he pulled somebody up and says, does anybody here do, you know, uh, Kali Eskrima, you know, the Filipino stuff. And one guy was like, yeah. And he's, uh, he's pretty tasty. He's moving the stick around his body. And, um, and Michael says, step up. And he goes, give me a stick. And he had like a, you know, a standard, um, what do you call them? Rattan stick, you know, not bamboo, mm -hmm. rattan, a little bit heavier, solid, you know, yeah, yeah. a Kali stick. And, um, and Michael's like, have you ever been actually hit with a stick? You know, <laughs> in your years of training. And he's just like, oh yeah, I've been hit with a stick. And he goes, okay, stand like that. And he, he just hit him, I think on the chest or it might've been the belly, but you know, with the with his weight and his intent in the stick, you know, not even very hard, just the way that he hits, you know, lazy mm -hmm. like this. He went, and the guy just folded, you know, he just went down into a heap and he was on the floor. He's like, Oh, it was like the most terrible thing. And he's like, you know, some, Michael said, sometimes people train stick fighting and they're training these uh, reflex patterns and things like that mm -hmm. and trying to get each other on the hands. And it can be very effective if you're injuring the corners of a person, but, mm -hmm. but there's a simpler truth that, you know, if you get hit, with weight, if you allow the stick to do its work and it really hits you, it can take mm -hmm. all the other things out the window, you know, in the same way that, you know, if you get punched in the mouth in the middle of your boxing combination, mm -hmm. the rest of your combination is gone <laughs> it's like, poof, mm -hmm. and everything's gone. So I thought that was really interesting. Just that idea that, you know, yeah. you, you can go for velocity and reflex versus, you know, one that's really going to do damage and just the, the authenticity of that, you know, when we're starting that sure. way. Mm. And, and, and 
I don't remember if I mentioned it, but you know, you can hit anywhere uh, with a stick or even with a hand. Uh, yeah. the, the target can be really anywhere in the body. When you're doing, again, certain martial arts, you know, like boxing, you know, you only hit the head and the basically yeah. the, the stomach, yeah. and that's it. But but in reality, you can hit anywhere, you know, mm. anywhere on the face, neck, you can hit the chest, you can hit the stomach, of course, you can hit the hand, you can hit the back, yeah. you know, all those things. Uh, you know, when you do conventional martial arts, mm. you only stick to certain target. Sure. But but in Sistema, we learn to hit anywhere, and anywhere when you hit can be very effective. Yeah. And then you just uh, you gotta go from one place to another to another to another. Yeah. Uh, without really stopping. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, what I yeah basically all that. What you want to see is the difference, not to compare them. Mm. What I wanted to teach was to borrow, uh, you know, because, you know, whether it's Filipino martial arts or Brazilian art or whatever, Chinese, Japanese, mm. any art, I think, can teach you something. Sure. Yeah, they all have value, right? right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Mm. Exactly. So. You can, uh, you know, Dan and Santo, or uh, I don't know, maybe it was a Bruce or who said it, you know, take what's useful. Dan, actually, Dan and Santo wrote a book hmm. called, I believe, take what's useful. It's out of print. Yeah, it's out of print. So uh, I, I used to have it. I lost it. Hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, that, that's the concept, right? So JKD yeah. guys. And, uh, in the uh, early days or, or old days, uh, they try to do that. They try to take what's good from this art, what's good from this art, and, and they kind of put, put it together yeah. in their way. Mm. Uh, Sistema is not that way. Sistema comes from what's natural, what's underneath uh, as a human being, you know, what, mm. you know, what you're made up of, of or with, of. Mm. And then see the world, you know, what is the world made up of and mm. how things work. And that's the, that's the root of Sistema to me. So you mm. go from there. So it's, it's completely different. Mm. But along the way, you also learn this from that, you know, one art, maybe that from this art. Mm. So I borrow, you know, sure. whatever I've done in the past, whatever that's useful, you can use it. Sure. You yeah. know, so that's that's how I interpret them, and then try to show. Uh, you know, like you know, yeah, I learned a lot from Martin. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I was already doing jujitsu. I guess I was okay, pretty good. Uh, you know, Filipino arts. I had years of years of training, mm. and then Martin showed me completely different way of working. Mm. And that was that was just eye opener, a big eye opener. And then I just had to go, you know, a different sideways. way. <laughs> yeah, 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 completely sideways to yeah. experience and explore and uh, experiment. Yeah, with uh, with all that that I knew. Yeah, yeah, that's one. Of the, that's that's one what of I wanted to give. Yeah, yeah, and you certainly did it, and it was um, and it was inspirational in in much the same way as you know, like I was a as a young 
guy. I was inspired to get into martial arts in the first place, like lots of people by you know, Bruce Lee and you know the greats like doing those things. And just that that concept. And I knew about and learned about Dan in Santo. I haven't trained a lot of Filipino stuff. I did maybe like a year of it when I was in London or something. Um, but like that concept of just absorbing what's useful and discarding what isn't, just being open to everybody's ways of knowing, and then just continuing to kind of stay dedicated to that and the, and the joy, especially when you look at Dan in a Santo now, you know, I mean, the 80 odd and just still exhibiting so much joy in his work and still learning, you know, still training with Martin and still training with other people like learning Silat and Capoeira and any number of other things, you know, that he wants to do. And it's, it's just never stopped. And I got that same, just on a kind of an inspirational level, I got that same vibe from you, you know, on the one hand, I think some guys were like Pasquale uh, were very inspired by you because you're not the biggest guy in the world. You know, you're never going to be the biggest guy, um, you know, in terms of height or like mass. And yet you get the job done. You know, you, you're very, very effective. You, you use your, your skills and your agility and your dexterity and everything. And you also have surprising weight. You know, you generate a lot of heaviness and weight to your strikes and things in a, in a way that's way beyond your weight class <laughs> when people are waking boys. So on the one hand, people are like, oh, wow, this stuff is really effective, even if it's a little guy and not a big Hulk like Michael or something. Mm. You know, it's, it still works. Yeah. You can still throw your weight around even if you haven't got much of it, you know. Um, so that in one yeah. way, that was that was inspiring. But in another way, just kind of the idea that martial arts in general is a path to kind of lifelong learning and joy you know and not just a thing for practicing fighting and killing you know it it is practical for self-defense mm -hmm. and it is a method of that but you know you have that same sense of somebody who's spent his whole life training and you obviously love it you know you obviously just enjoy the mm -hmm. the game of it but not in the sense of play a game and win you know but the, mm -hmm. the game of just like understanding and putting things together and, it, and that came across a lot in your teaching and it was mm -hmm. inspiring in the same way that dan Inosanto is you know and other people like that for me anyway so. yeah 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 great yeah thank, <laughs> thanks for saying that uh yeah i'm honored uh i just saw dan uh, a couple of weeks ago i stopped by at uh, his academy and yeah went to say hi uh you know he was he was yeah, he was teaching kids class and he was so enthusiastic. I, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, you know, at his age and and he was just standing, teaching. I mean, he was I mean he was talking the whole time, whole yeah. hour really. <laughs> you know, and leading the, the the drills and practice and 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 just loud voice and everything. And I was I was just be you know, standing behind him, like, you know, six feet away. And mm. I'm like, wow, yeah. wow, how can he do this? How can he, how can he do this? I was just amazed. That was amazing. Uh, yeah, so, so that was great. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, you, you touched on the, the size. That's another thing I, I wanted to, well, I don't, I don't think I need to want to do it, but I'm already a small guy, so. And, you know, you see, you see a lot of big guys, big heavy hitters, and yeah. you know, uh, you know, your I big mean, Valerie Azanov, and your big, you know, yeah, like, I mean, you Fedor know, Fedor and you stuff, know, like, you know, so, yeah, yeah, mm. exactly, and and yeah. our big teachers, you know, yeah. system as well, you know, Vladimir, Mikhail, they're yeah. big, mm. including Martin, you know, uh, yeah, you know, he's big too. As mentioned in today's episode, uh, world-renowned martial arts phenomenon Martin Wheeler will be returning to North Carolina this October 21st to the 24th for our annual four-day event, the East Coast Masterclass NC. So if you haven't trained with him before, please do come and find out why top-level martial arts masters like Daniel Santo and Higa Machado urge their students to train with Martin um, and 
why Black Belt Magazine have labelled it the best-kept secret in the English-speaking martial arts world. This is going to be a deep multi-day exploration of fighting tactics, fusing the principles of Sistema with decades of hard-earned experience in boxing, grappling and street fighting for Martin. And this year's theme is going to be skill, strategy and intuition. We're going to work through a layered progression across all four days. Day one, Thursday, we'll be looking at grappling concepts. Day two, striking concepts. Day three, Friday, mixed martial strategies. And then day four, we'll be using Sistema as the operating system to kind of push all of the techniques and tactics from previous days into kind of instinct, implicit guidance, and control. The numbers are limited, and it's already about two-thirds full. I think we've got about 10 spots left on it. Um, so if you do want to register, please do go to ncsystema.com event. That's ncsystema.com event to sign up today. Um, it's currently at 800 bucks for the four days, but if you're listening to this podcast, um, then you can put in the checkout code SFL, as in Systema for Life, at the checkout, and you will get 20% off, bringing it down to $650. So enter the code SFL at checkout, and you will be able to register for all four days for $650. If you're not able to make all four days, there's a weekend price of $350, and you can email me at the usual address to try and get details for that. Hope you can join us. It's going to be a great event. It's going to be all outdoors at Falls Lake. Uh, no COVID restrictions this year because we're all vaccinated and sorted. So please do come join us um, from October 21st to the 24th for the East Coast Masterclass with Martin Wheeler. Thank you. He's got mass. Yeah, like he doesn't he doesn't carry it like a big guy. You know, I mean, he kind of he stumps yeah. a little bit and he's kind of like mm, he, he like hides his mass and his skill. And then right. and then when right. you see him doing push-ups or something, you're like, wow, this dude is ripped, you know. <laughs> yeah, he kind of yeah. he, he he hides in plain sight, you know, it's interesting. Exactly. And <laughs> and uh, and a lot of people wonder, you know, is it uh, you know, is it the size? Is it not? So hmm. that's why I sort of want to come in and you know, see you don't have to be big hmm. to understand the yeah. principles of it, you know? So, yeah. uh, and you have to do things a little differently mm. because you're small. Uh, you can't be just uh, uh, doing the big guys things. You know, you have sure. to do small guys things. And I think uh, it's the same in, in any uh, athletic, physical, sure. uh, endeavor you know you yeah. have to you have yeah you have to utilize what you have better because mm. if you're just doing the big guys thing and then if you you know if you're not moving and try to hit you're going to get caught so yeah. you know you've got to do so, the small guys things yeah yeah even in something like bjj you know where they you know they talk a lot about you know it's just when you get two guys on the ground it's like a swimming pool and the weight doesn't matter so much but eh, clearly it does right and there are some things that mm -hmm. big guys do in bjj like sweeps mm -hmm. you know hip bump sweeps things like that that a little guy just can't pull off you know you see yep. you see smaller if they're not in the same weight class and you see people that right. are different and there's a bigger guy who's managed to get a mount yep. or something like that right you will not see the little guy just sweeping him he has to do more yep. like you know backdoor escape go under the leg you know like, yep. you know go out things like that and the same thing with them um, you know, certain submissions, you know, things like a head and arm choke, you know, if you get a little guy and you've got like a massive guy who barely has a neck, you know, mm -hmm. he just, he's got shoulders and then earlobes like, yeah. and you're trying to trap his arm and his neck in there and squeeze on it as a little guy. So yeah. even with the best technique, most big guys can just and just like power slam you yeah. out of it and stuff, you know, even somebody who's like 40 pounds, you know, 30, 20, maybe like 20, 30 pounds heavier than me. I've had a lot of difficulty to the point where I just give up on that, you know, and my techniques 
probably not. Yeah. Fantastic. I might be able to do it, but I'm like, it's not a high percentage thing when you're working with a really massive guy. And so you just, you do different things, right? If there's a discrepancy, you're, you're more agile, you rely on more movement. And one of the things that I took out of it, I mean, Pascal and I were, um, had to get together yesterday. We get together once a week to train a little bit and talk about, you know, what we're teaching coming up and what we learned from previous things. And, and his big takeaway is interesting. We both took different things. We both took a lot of things. Um, but his emphasis was constantly keeping himself moving. You know, like he's, he's like, Manami never stopped moving. The whole time I was trying to get him, he was just like a ghost. He was already somewhere else. And I'm reaching, I'm trying to strike, but he's, he just constantly had that kind of pendulum or wave of movement that just flows around the other person, which is indicative, not just of Sistema, but, you know, you see high level flow grapplers and they do that too, right? Or chain wrestlers mm -hmm. even, right? They go from one thing to another very, very quickly, mm -hmm. but you were doing it very, very smoothly and very seamlessly. So he came out of that thinking, I need to be smoother. I need to be, you know, constantly moving. But what I mm -hmm. saw, which was really interesting was that um, you did that and I did pick up on that, but you also never allowed the other guy to stop moving. This is something that I noticed, like from, from the very first movement that you were showing, which is a basic kind of, you know, pattern one stick attack from over the shoulder with a stick. You were like, it's all very well just dodging or ducking or moving out of range. But if you don't contact the guy, he can just do it again. So you have to close. And when you close, you can't afford to make a defensive movement, evade, and then slap hands on the guy and then try and take him down because it creates mm -hmm. a kind of shock. And he's already kind of rested i don't think he phrased mm -hmm. it exactly this way but this was how i kind of interpreted it you know once he's mm -hmm. settled it's very hard to get him moving again and as a smaller mm -hmm. guy trying to move a bigger guy it's far mm -hmm. easier to keep him in motion a little bit you know and, mm -hmm. and this mm -hmm. i recognize as having some parallels in aikido you know in aikido they do it in a very stylized way and and mm -hmm. some some of those movements are very effective some of them less so unless somebody's really running at you or, or clumsy mm -hmm. when they're coming forward um but i just noticed that that idea that you would slip make contact and especially the the rib cage and the hips, you know, you were just keeping the other person's center of mass rotating the whole time. If they gave you any mm -hmm. movement, you didn't allow them to stop moving, you know. And if mm -hmm. they did stop, then you were like, whoosh, you know, like a hooking strike or something, something to get them moving. You didn't hit them for the sake of damaging them. You hit them to make them move if they weren't moving, mm -hmm. and then you kept them moving as much as possible. Was I reading that right, or was that is that something? Uh, that yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I think so. I I, I do agree with. Uh... The concept of Aikido, uh, mm. Aikido has a lot of uh, almost to me, I, you know, when I read their books and stuff, you know, it, to me, it's almost identical to what we do. It's just the the uh, expression of it is sure. quite different. They they don't quite walk on strikes, um, sure. you know, uh, so they've uh, I don't know if they intentionally took it out or, you know, uh, as it developed, I yeah. don't know, but but uh, but the concept of it is <clears throat> is really you know it's it, 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 to to make it really simply it's non-resistant. Sure. You know if you if you resist, the the other person will resist back. Sure. So you know how do you deal with it? So when I uh, that's why making a contact, how you contact. <clears throat> your opponent, the person is really criti critical yeah. because once you push, once you give him something, he gets that information and he walks with it. Yeah. He knows where you are. Right. So exactly. Like you're broadcasting yourself. You're like, here I am. You know? Yeah. Right. And you just right. hit back at that and, area. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that, that's why it goes into the internal because it's not just the physical, yeah. right? When you make a contact, when you touch somebody, yes, that's physical. Mm. But even if you don't touch someone, you're already 
broadcasting your energy mm. from inside, mm. and, and you can feel it. And you know whether it's whether you call that energy or whether you call that uh, something else. You know, however yeah. you interpret, like intention yeah. or something. Yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Mm. It can be intention. It can be uh, yeah, intention. Right? Mm. Tension. Tension doesn't have to be just physical. Sure. Mm. You know, it, it can come from your mind, and then the other person can feel it. You know, mm. when you're fe- when you're fearful, when mm. you're angry, somebody around you will feel it. Sure. Because you're emitting certain vibration. Yeah, in, uh, in neuroscience, they talk about this in terms of mirror neurons, right? These these things in the brain, these cells yeah. that allow you to mimic other people's emotional states. Like literally, that's what they're for. As mammals, we want to get along with each other, right? We don't want to do something that upsets the balance because the worst thing for us would be getting kicked out of the tribe because we survive very poorly on our own, right? We're not very hairy, not very strong. <laughs> we get stabbed really easily. We're very vulnerable. So we have to stay in the tribe for numbers. And the mirror neurons, apparently, you know, one of, I mean, we're still learning a lot about them, but a lot of the functionality is based on being able to understand people's emotional states like when somebody expresses joy or expresses depression or expresses rage there's obvious signs right you know the eyes change and people flare up and stuff like that but in a very very small way when we see those things um instead of looking at them and analyzing them the mirror neurons just make us take on that internal shape so somebody else looks depressed and when you look at them for long enough you kind of on the inside you do this like you're kind of there with them you know and it's both the basis for empathy which is very useful right we definitely want empathy and we want to be able to um uh you know kind of coordinate with people or help help them understand where they're at so that we can you know communicate and help each other out but it's also the basis for getting sucked into things so if somebody else is angry and tense and we feel that energy we feel that intention we mirror that on the inside then we become angry and tense and then there are problems there right you you get a clash and so i think even if you're not even if you don't want to talk about energy and key and intention and things that the ways that they would phrase it in sistema or aikido or other mm-hmm. internal arts even if you're you know you're not down with that you're a full skeptic like there are there's a basis in science in hard mm-hmm. science for how we do this to each other you know like yeah. a lot and even professional sportsmen in you know, not even combat sports in tennis or something, right? You know, small movements that reveal things at a distance or a baseball pitcher, you know, like the, the baseball, the, the batter hasn't got time to watch the ball all the way in. So mm-hmm. he has to try and yep. decide where the ball's going to go based on the pitcher's shoulders, posture, like eyes, yeah. everything, you know? So, yeah. so th- it's everywhere in sport. If you look for it, you know, yeah. it's everywhere in yeah. athletics. It's just, this is a, a very specific subtext yeah. relating to fighting. Right. Exactly. So, mm. so, so the question goes, you know, what do you want, right? If you want to fight, then, yeah, you can provoke the person. You know, you can get angry, and then mm. he sees you angry, and he gets angry, and mm. then, you know, it escalates. Sure. If you want that, maybe that's the way you go, right? Yeah. If you don't want the fight, mm. if you want to escape, if you want to calm the situation down, mm. then you can't go that way. You got to go, you know, you got to do things. You gotta be the person who are calm, who are peaceful, so that the other person will emulate or uh, or go along with your energy. Sure. Uh, right. So so that's that's the psychological, I think, part that uh, you know a lot of times uh, uh, we uh, we learn in Sistema. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. again, you know, if you do, what do you want, like in uh, in stick fighting, you know, if you're fighting one on one against a stick fighter, 
stick against stick or or a grappling hmm. tournament, whatever, you know, in a ring, boxing, they are there to fight, hmm. right? The fighters are there to fight. Nobody has an option to leave, right? It's like it's, right. your job right. is to get in there and win. It's it, like, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's your purpose to be there. It's your purpose to fight. And then hmm. whatever the outcome, you take it, right? Hmm. Uh, but normal people, we're not out there on the, out there on the street to fight. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just doing things, uh, whatever the business you're doing, mm-hmm. you know, and then something happens and then then it may escalate or it may de-escalate. You know, it's it's really it's up to you mm-hmm. how you go. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, your young blood go, you know, <laughs> gets boiled up and then sure. you know how long i've been yeah <laughs> you know we, we've been there right and yeah. then, then we get into fighting but uh you know we can't keep doing that you know mm. uh so so it's really up to us how we how we get whatever the situation mm. into which direction you want to take it to Sure. Because because you have to have that control. That's that's a control of your life. You don't want to be controlled by someone else's uh, physical doing or even yeah. their emotions. Or you don't want to be yeah. reactive, right? Sure. You know, yeah. if you if you become reactive, then then you're you're drawn into sure. what they do. And it's, uh, yeah, if you don't yeah. practice that, it's like psychological self-defense, right? If, you, if you're not practicing that psychological self-defense, then all you're left with is the physical. And, that, and that's okay. You know, like that will get you surprisingly far, especially if you're good at the physical thing and that there's no surprises. But I'm reminded here actually of um, a podcast I was listening to last week of um, George St. Pierre, you know, the um, MMA champion. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Like one of the greatest of all time, if not the, you know, it's yeah. in his weight class. And um and he was on Lex Friedman's podcast, who, who's like a, you know, he's a Russian MIT uh, artificial intelligence super nerd, you know, <laughs> who talks about consciousness and machine learning and things like that. And Lex Friedman's asking him questions about martial arts and obviously isn't all that knowledgeable himself, but he's a fairly smart guy who's asking, you know, he's a very smart guy, but not super smart in that area. But he was talking to, you know, George St. Pierre about um, his career and training and then sort of saying, how does like MMA compare to street fighting? What's it like? And George St. Pierre's like, it's nothing. It's like, it's it's hardly even related. You know, it's like, is it, you know, it's not to say that, if you're an MMA champion, you won't have, you know, a big advantage if, you know, the, after the fight kicks off, if you survive the first, you know, 30 seconds and you know there is a fight and you get a bit of distance and the hands come up, it goes, then obviously you've got a massive advantage because that's where you play. You know, that's yeah. when you see it, it goes, but the problem is that street fighting is not often decided like that. Usually it's the first 10 seconds, it's the first sucker punch. And his, you know, George St. Pierre, greatest champion of all, you know, blasted everybody for, my, for the most part, is saying, like straight out, he's saying, you know, you can be the toughest MMA champion in the world and one good strike by somebody who knows how to hit heavy in the back of the head or the back of the neck and you're down and you're out and then you're losing the fight and you've lost the fight from that point onwards. He's like, oh, it's very, very hard to come back, you know, it's, or, you know, to say nothing of a glass or, a, you know, a, a heavy right. plank or something like that. So he's sort of saying, you know, he said the things that you have to train for for street fighting it's much more about tactics than it is about techniques. That's exactly what you're saying. And interestingly, like, you know, Lex Friedman saying, and you can't train for that stuff. Right. And, uh, and we're like, eh, you can, <laughs> you know, it's just that a lot of people don't. And it, and so it comes back mm-hmm. to your question of what are you training for? You know, if you're training techniques to win 
in a tournament, then that's you will train those and you will beat other people who are training for techniques and you will do that thing, mm -hmm. especially if the rules are constrained and you're working within the game. But um, if you want to survive and escape and prevail, it's a different thing than training to win in a fixed tournament environment. And I think this is talked about a lot and, and it's often, you know, looked at as a either or thing like either you do mma and it's for sport or you do real martial arts right but in reality it's it's not either or right it's a, there are things that mma yeah. and you know full contact stick fighting mm. can necessarily teach us about about mm. our martial arts and there are things that working in a wider perspective like seeing more allowing for mm. the possibility that people might have dirty tricks and surprise attacks mm. and things that that truly prepares us for you know using those skills in a wider context and I think something that um, that struck it, came out to me in the seminar is that is I, I, we were talking about this a little bit in the preamble before we started recording, but um, my mm -hmm. friend uh, Patrick McLean is a systema practitioner and author. He has his own podcast about stories, about uh, fiction books and films and how they're written, called uh, How It's Written. It's brilliant. I really recommend it to anybody who hasn't seen it. And he breaks down how every book or every movie has an external story, like an explicit story, like Ocean's Eleven, you know, a bunch of old buddies get together to knock over a casino, you know, and along the way, one of them discovers love and one of them goes back to jail and one of them realizes that he's, you know, he's too old for this shit or whatever, you know, whatever. That's the external story. But the internal story of that is about what do you do when you're kind of washed up and has been, and you know, you're past your prime, you know, is it worth going back to, to, to for another shot mm -hmm. at the title or one more job, you know, whatever it's going to be. So the internal story is about emotions usually in transformation. Mm -hmm. There seems to be the external story that you were teaching about the external kind of messages coming out were, you know, um, that, um, kind of reality-based martial arts or sport, uh, sorry, like sport-based martial arts or, you know, very fast, hard, competitive pressure martial arts, um, mm. like jujitsu and like stick fighting, you know, can teach us a lot. And, and you should learn from those things, right? Don't be complacent mm -hmm. and just train slow all the time. You need to learn mm -hmm. how to keep yourself safe. Um, mm -hmm. But that also that um, there's a balance and that you have to also recognize that just doing everything full tilt immediately isn't always the best way because then you don't get to explore, right? It, it seems mm -hmm. like there's two kind of... Um, I've seen two attitudes that I think both need a course correction in teaching martial arts. And one is the kind of faith in tradition approach where like the style is so great, you know, whether it's Aikido or Tai Chi or Jeet Kune Do, like the style is so powerful that all you mm -hmm. have to do is drill the basics slowly and carefully. And then when you speed up, you will automatically be effective. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like the style is so amazing mm -hmm. that any Tai Chi guy could beat any Bagua guy. Do you know what I mean? Or like any JKD guy could bite, beat any boxer. That's like the mm -hmm. myth, right? Then, you know, that if you just train slow, then it will translate up. And I think quite a lot has been said about this. You know, that there's a lot of perils of being complacent in this way. But there's also the other thing that there's an attitude of go hard or go home, right? That everything that you've trained has to be a combat drill immediately full power, full speed, full resistance. And if you're not doing that, then you're wasting your time or you're deluding yourself. And I think people don't talk quite so much about the perils of that, you know, not just in terms of damaging yourself in training, but the fact that you're, you're limiting what you can learn, right? Because you're mm -hmm. so scared and engaged the whole time. You're so aggressive that you'll just fall mm -hmm. back on whatever it is that you think will work, right? Um, mm -hmm. And you don't get to explore these other avenues of movement and come up with unorthodox things in the manner that Martin did when you first approached him as a BJJ guy. You know, he surprised you because he was sideways, right? And now you're sideways to other people. And so I think there's two things. So faith and tradition, go hard and go home. That like 
where where do those both fit in in your mind when you're teaching when you're training uh, uh, to me sistema is uh, it, it's not it's not just martial art it's it's way bigger than martial art to me sistema yeah. teaches about life and fighting it's just a tiny bit of this whole spectrum yeah but we get into this fight fighting uh slash martial arts because we like it <laughs> we as martial artists yeah we are drawn into this martial art platform mm. and i think we're using that platform as a martial artist or martial artist mm. to learn about life about sure. ourselves yeah right so where i come from if you get locked into certain ways of fighting you're missing so uh, let, let's pick up on like uh, let's say combat based you know you, you do this you do that and that's how you win boom yeah. boom boom mm -hmm. then that's all you're doing and mm -hmm. and you you're walking on a very very narrow kind of way and and a lot of fighters uh, i think the, the fighters do this fighters who fight in the ring they have their favorite techniques you know mm -hmm. you get into even you know olympic fighters too mm. they have their they can do a lot of things because they train hard sure. for many hours every day mm. so they can do a lot of things and but they also focus on their favorite patterns of uh, fighting uh, ways mm. okay? get in i do this and then next comes this and that if i see something i'm going to go to my favorite technique so mm. they have, you know, two or three of those. Mm. But if you, and if you want to be really good at that, you train in that over and over and over. Mm. And so you're really good at that. But, but normal people don't train like that. Mm. Right. Unless you have the hours that the uh, uh, expert fighters sure. have in training. Mm. You know, you, you're not going to get there. Mm. So, Sistema provides a certain basis of exploring yourself without getting into that narrow base. Mm. And I think that's where uh, big growth happens. Mm. When you learn from the basics to slowly explore. I can do this, or maybe I can go this way. Maybe I can go that way. Mm. You see the options. When you, when you train slowly, mm. your brain is relaxed. Mm. Your brain is not in the fighting mode, like, yeah. uh, uh, like survival mode. When mm. your brain is on a survival mode, your brain is narrowly focused on sure. just, okay, I got to do this. I got to do this. Survive, survive, survive. Yeah, right? grab, clinch. But, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. But when your brain feels safe, which is your relaxed state, that's when you see different options. Mm. Oh, I could do this. Oh, I don't even have to fight. I can mm. just walk away. Mm. Or maybe I can talk to him in a relaxed way. Or I can, I can just relax and, you know, stop him. Whatever it is, mm. you see different options. Yeah. And that's the only way you can really explore and expand yourself. Mm. And that's the growth. Sure. If you don't do that, you're just you're just fighting, fighting. Some something comes at you, and you defend, and the yeah. next 
thing comes and you defend and then you're yeah. doing that and then in between you you try to hit the guy whoever so, is faster wins right pretty much <laughs> so, yeah yeah yeah. That, yeah that's how it is so yeah yeah, yeah so, so, so it seems I, like yeah. so that there's a way for so we we focus on breadth more than the narrow you know just going really 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 narrow on on one thing right so we focus on breadth rather than um depth you know depth in, into one thing in a sense right we spread across but um and obviously there's that way and i think we have talked about this before that Sistema then allows you to do more than practice a martial art like you said you're you're practicing lots of things lots of skills and principles that are transferable to wider um context right just verbal argument or conflict or you know getting along with your family and things like that that, that are not trainable in this way right yeah. you haven't got like a technique you use for your wife to deflect her and send her back the way she came you know hopefully not anyway you know things like that right. so it's and, a, it, yeah. yeah and we haven't even i didn't even touch on the you know knives and sticks and all those weapons sure when when, the, when they're <laughs> flying at you you mm. can't <laughs> you can't go fast you can't go full speed and 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 train really yeah. you know so like stick fighters sort of uh, uh, padding the stick sure, so they can the fully, yeah, right, mm -hmm. exactly. You know, you can hit with somebody with it and doesn't damage the person. Mm -hmm. So you can you can think of a way to train like that. But, you know, if it's a knife, mm -hmm. if it's a stick, you can't go with the full speed because somebody's going to get hurt in, yeah. a, in a, very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. So So you have to slow down in that way too. Sure. Yeah. But the other way that what you were talking about, um, you know, slowing down in order to feel and learn in wider contexts and also just the the emphasis on relaxing yourself and not going into that fight or flight mode and just aggression and pushing forward and all that kind of stuff. Right. And going at taking a different path. You know, a lot of some martial arts like Krav Maga push forward into the sub fight or flight. They're like, use it, you know, get really angry. And even in boxing, you know, see people smash themselves in the face before they go in to try and get worked up a little bit to take advantage of that sympathetic response where the blood goes to your limbs and you're a little bit sharper you know but we go the other way right we go into like stay relaxed so that you can think more and so that you're you you can see the whole room you can see the whole person you maybe pick up on their emotions and what they want before they start to strike before they start to work and that only not not only gives you loopholes if you're looking not to fight right um but it also actually gives you an an advantage if you have to fight, I think, you know, um, and this is, again, something else that stuck out to me from that interview that Georges St-Pierre did, that he said that in a street fight, he said, actually, the nice guy has the advantage because your his aggressive skills are hidden, right? And then you can have the element of surprise, right? If you're the aggressive guy, like, yeah, you want to fight? You want to fight? Push, 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 and then mm -hmm. slam. Like, um, then the other guy expects you to slam into him, and you've lost the element of surprise, which is 90% of a street fight. You know, and he was saying that in, in his street fighting days, you know, that he would be like, oh, you know, you know, play kind of me, can be like, don't want any trouble, I'm not doing anything. And then as soon as the guy steps into range, whack, like, he would hit him immediately. So this kind of calls on to... You know, if you swell up and stance up, you lose that element of surprise immediately. And this this comes back to what Martin would say, or what like you know, Martin talks about the 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 state you allow your body to be in. The conscious state is very very important. You know, that if you allow yourself just to be super focused on one thing, it's mm -hmm. not good. You need to distribute your consciousness and take mm -hmm. in everything, keep yourself relaxed. And and Vladimir's kind of um, admonitions that you should try and be invisible, not powerful. You know, like power comes right. from the inside anyway. You, you'd be better off being invisible rather than obvious and strong because you're more likely to survive or prevail yeah. like doing that. And that you want to see the whole, you know, see the whole room, see the whole picture, see the whole person, all those kinds of things. So even if you're only training 
martial arts for a practical I want to survive thing, right? Even if you're only training for that, it still mm -hmm. pays to do this. It still pays to, to go slow and to examine emotions and distribute everything that you're feeling, right? Yeah. So even if that's your goal, right? I still think it's it's the most valuable way to train. I don't know Absolutely. about training for competition. It's maybe it's just still better to just drill things over and over again, like an Olympic gymnast or yeah. do you know what i mean like if you're going just for a specific combination with rules you're that's probably the best way to win a competition i'm not yeah. saying it's the best way to be an mma master or boxing champion right. it's probably you know they've got that down they've got a formula yeah. for making champions in boxing yeah. and mma and you should probably follow that if that's what you want to do but if you're looking to survive and prevail not to win against people all the time on the street mm -hmm. you know then it takes a slightly different mindset doesn't it i think mm -hmm. yeah I, I agree so hmm. yeah i mean consciousness states of mind um yeah i think you know our teachers are right uh hmm. but to me it's it's more of the emotions uh you, you, you just mentioned it emotions take you over a lot hmm. of times hmm. right so what kind of emotions do you have you know especially in a fight hmm. Uh, when you're threatened, your emotion comes mm. up, whether it's anger or frustration. Those are the two, to me, those are the two big emotions that yeah. sort of come up, fear or anger. Mm. And then you don't want to be consumed by those emotions. Yeah. You don't want to be even really, I don't know, influenced by those emotions. If mm. you're in a fight to win, yes. If you're in the, the competition, yeah. Again, your purpose is to get in there, fight and win. Yeah. So. You may want that emotions that yeah. back you up. Mm. Uh, fear might not help you, but anger yeah. might help you yeah. because anger is a motivating kind of emotions as well. Mm. But you know, if the anger goes too much and it becomes rage, and then mm. then that, that's too much. So mm. you can use a, a bit of anger in that, but in a, in a street fighting or self defense situations. You know, uh, again, you're not there to fight. Mm. Then you don't really want to be consumed. You're not, you know, you don't need that. Yeah. You want to be, you want to have a situation resolved mm. without fighting, mm. unless you want to prove yourself. And then that's, that's you know, how... It, it's really up to you, right? You yeah. know, Vladimir might say, you know, well, it's up to you. It's up to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's fine. Fight for pride. And if you get stabbed, you'll feel very stupid. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the, that's, the, that's the nightmare of every real martial artist is dying and thinking, I'm dying stupid. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh man, I didn't have to do that. I, you know, <laughs> I stepped into something and then his two friends hit me with a bat and now I'm lying here bleeding. Like, that's the worst thing. It's not fighting to the death and defending your family or your country. Like, that's not a nightmare. The nightmare is dying when you didn't have to, right? That's, that's the dumb. <laughs> that's, yeah. <laughs> That's what nobody wants. Yeah. Yeah. Or right. just less, or just being crippled or something. You know, it's like, you know, right. like get waiting into a fight and then you get brain damage or, you know, your yeah. knees never work again, you know, it's like, or get stabbed and then you, you know, lose so much. Yeah. Or, or, you know. or what if you hurt the other guy? Sure. You know, Go to jail. You cripple lose your the other guy and then, then you're in trouble. You know, yeah. Lawsuits and all that. Um, sure. So, yeah. So either way, it's not yeah. a, yeah. you know, it's not a really good option. So, hmm. uh, that's why you don't want to be consumed by emotions. And, and again, when you calm down and then you can sort of, uh, you know, uh, look back and see, oh, I could have done this. I could, should have done this. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that's how you learn about yourself. Well, you know, it's and and what 
what uh, uh, makes you align in those moments is the breath. Yeah, it's the, it's the breathing that that puts it together, and breathing mm. is the, I think it's the only instant sort of remedy mm. to put you back sure. into uh, uh, sort of a neutral, more natural state that where you're not you're not dictated by your emotions and your thoughts. Your, your yeah. thoughts and emotions, that's not you. Sure. You know, it's, it's it maybe a part of you, but, but it's not you. You know, there's, there's you mm. underneath it. That, that's mm. the more powerful you. Yeah, it's interesting. So bre- we, yeah, sorry. Yeah, you, go, 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 no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, and that's probably breathing is, and that's because it's pretty much the only way that we can communicate directly with our nervous systems quickly. Right. But there are other ways of doing it. If you if you're having an emotion and you don't want to have it and it's come from somewhere, you can do psychotherapy. Right. You can talk to somebody until you right. resolve it and you feel it. But you can't do that quickly. <laughs> it takes an right. hour exactly. you know, or it might take weeks or months. Right. And you can also I think certain visualizations, you know, you can use certain patterns of imagery and visualization sure. and eye movement sure. that will t- take you out of a pattern. And some of those are pretty quick, too. Right. You can imagine something and then within four or five seconds, you start to feel different, right? Um, but it takes mm-hmm. time to kick in. But breathing is the right. only thing that you can do in, in a second that will <laughs> take you from one it's thing to another. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. You know, yeah. you just breathe in, breathe out. And that's it. Yeah. That's it. So simple, but people neglect it because they think it's too simple, right? You know, that's the thing. Yeah. But yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so that's, that kind of covers, I think, you know, the, the perils of the go hard or go home sticking to one narrow thing, mm-hmm. right? And the, the other thing that, that's been leveled at Systema sometimes, though, is this idea that we are kind of like a cult of faith and tradition or a cult of relaxation. Do you know what I mean? That we do so much of this relaxation and slow right. work that we can, you know, we can lose the edge and the, the that we need. And so there's this tension, isn't there? There's a balance yeah. a little bit to be struck between practicing in a way that helps us to understand nervous systems, but not always practicing super kind and super slow. And I thought that's something you brought in really well in the seminar that you were like, okay, that's actually, there wasn't even that much of a warm up. You just came in and said, okay, start swinging at the guy with the stick and then start feeling (laughs) yourself and then move in. And I think partly you did that as an instructor. I could see you doing that on Friday night so that you could watch everybody, right? You were just like, let's see what they do before I do anything to them. And you, you were walking around watching people. I could see you going, hmm, like some people and other people being like, hmm. You know, so you, you, got, you took the temperature of the room that way. Yeah. Like, what am I working with? It's, am I right in that? Oh. Uh, absolutely. It's, yeah. it's, I didn't know anybody. Yeah. So I go there. I only knew Bobby. And I, I you know, touched Bobby uh, maybe just, just a little bit. You know, I, I've seen... Mm. him uh in seminars and he was sure. the only one and yeah. I, of course i knew you but but we never met sure yeah so so that was it uh ando came uh on the second day uh you know we, we've trained in jiu-jitsu quite a bit so i know him i knew him but yeah nice guy uh, ando really like that was the first time i yeah, met him yeah, too. You're he's, right. yeah he's a lovely like guy him. yeah yeah, yeah he's yeah. a great guy yeah, he lives here now. He's in Apex, North Carolina. So we're, yeah, he's, yeah. he's coming I, to Martin's glad. seminar in October. So we're, we're reeling him in slow. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad he, yeah, he got in touch with you guys. I, I think he's yeah. a good fit. Lovely guy. Yeah, yeah, so, nice guy. yeah. yeah. Hmm. So anyway, yes, yes, correct. Because, uh, yeah, I needed to see, you know, how you guys moved and, you know, what you guys could do. And, hmm. and you know, I was, I mean, even the second and third day, you know, I was, I was, you know, trying to pick uh, somebody to work with. And then sure. your guys were, were really good. Yeah, uh, I so I think I, I most of the time I, 
I used uh, your guys, I think. Uh, and you, you had a couple, <laughs> couple of smaller guys as well. So, yeah. and, uh, you know, uh, you guys moved all well. Yeah. Oh, thank you. They represent, uh, they, they train hard. They represent well, I think. They, yeah. They, I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I was really impressed. Yeah. I was really impressed. I'll pass that I'm really guys. glad you, you brought them. Yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, yeah. it's a good, definitely. So, so, so uh, the thing but, I was going to, yeah. yeah. Go so that so that tension, just uh, getting back to that, you know, that yeah. um, that tension right. between working fast enough and kind of like authentically enough to create this. So so it's partly about you know you want to you want to balance out your nervous system and you want to make yourself relax, but there's no benefit to doing that from a place where you're already relaxed, right? If you, if you don't really feel any danger, it's very easy to be relaxed. It's yeah. it's relaxing under pressure and under danger, under perceived right. danger. That's the skill, right? So you have to that, up it a little bit just to right. create that. Like, mm. Exactly. That that's mm. where. Or in martial arts, so mm. we have to feel that as well. Otherwise, we should be doing yoga or or pilates or, yeah. or yeah, yeah, other other yeah. things, right? Mm. We're, we're in martial arts to learn about ourselves and about life, yeah. and that's that. I think that's why martial arts is the perfect platform to mm. learn about uh, ourselves because you put yourself under that stress under yeah. that threat you know and then you have to feel your emotions come up you have yeah. to feel that you know sometimes it's a frustration sometimes it's anger sometimes it's fear you know you, you have mm. to feel that and then you try to deal with it you try to walk with that mm. and that's a learning process yeah. so if you're just doing if you're doing the life work like this all the time uh, you know you're not going to grow sure so yeah. So I think that's one way, you know, I, I didn't, it's not, it's not my, it wasn't my intention to, I, I don't think I did really just kind of grappling or Filipino no. uh, style of fighting, sure. but, but you also have to know, this is what they do. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, you might get and, attacked like that by somebody who knows what they're doing, you know, it's like, this... yeah, exactly. Exactly. Martin calls that and, Martin calls that the Top Gun principle. He's like, even if you don't want to fly somebody else's fighter jets, like you should just to know, you know, should fly in a MiG yeah. once in a while so that you could, you know, what they're capable yeah. of, and then figure out ways around it. Yeah. Right. So I, when I did the Zoom class, <clears throat> and I had you guys swing uh, a lot, was to make you uh, swing like the guys who can really swing. Yeah. Mm. Right. So then you can use that in training because mm. if you don't know how to swing a stick, you, if you're just doing this, yeah, that's not the way stick fighters swing, and sure. and you can't deal with the stick fighter swing, sure, right? So so mm. you have to know how to you know at least you know properly to yeah. swing the stick. You have yeah. to know how to attack people, yeah, so you can learn how to defend, yeah. So it goes you know both ways. Yeah. And, and, uh, same so, in grappling too, right? It's like, it's easy. Uh, if you're just too. working with a Sistema guy and you're like, okay, escape from a choke and they just put one arm around your neck and they're just kind of hanging on in a lazy wrestling kind of way. It's very easy to slip it and get out. But if you've got a real exactly. jiu-jitsu guy who's, you know, like an octopus, just exactly. removing limbs, putting them under your knees <laughs> messing, yeah. and then just, you know, sneaking in there and really getting in, that's, oh, that's yeah. a lot they're harder to escape one of those guys. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, <laughs> you don't want to be there, you know? <laughs> no, you don't want to be there. You don't want to be there. But, but even, if you get caught in that, you have to know how to deal with it yeah. also. Yeah. You know, maybe you can get out. Maybe you can't. But you've got you a know. narrow range of options probably. For, right. Yeah. But yeah. you don't want to panic there. 
You yeah. know, somebody's just choking and you go, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, even if somebody's choking you, mm-hmm. how can you move? How can you, you know, uh, release the pressure even a little bit mm-hmm. to survive sure. without panicking? Yeah, what can you so see? What, what can you feel? Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah can exactly, you reach a bottle? Exactly. <laughs> <Right. laughs> you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But you can't do that from the beginning. Yeah. You know, you can't have, a, a, you know, a people who don't know how to grapple and go to the back and, you know, just try to choke him and, and tell him, you know, how, get out, get out. No, they're not going to. I've, I've do heard it. it done. In, I've heard it done in seminars by some instructors that I will not mention, but it, it, I don't think it's the best <laughs> way. <laughs> if you start a seminar yeah. that way, I think you're just instilling fear in everybody. You know, I don't think it's right. necessary. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. trying to show something, but seminar situation, maybe yeah. a little different. You know, I do my seminars a little differently from uh, because yeah. there's limited time. Sure. Yeah. In regular training, you have more time, so you can spend a lot of time in yeah. details on this and that. Yeah. Uh, but in a seminar situation, it's a little different. But how? Mm. Either way, you know, you need the progression. Yeah. Progression. How to how to go from A to Z kind of thing. A being yeah. the the beginning stage. You don't know anything, and then yeah. you progress through B, C, D, and so forth, and then you know. And then working at pressure. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'll build up to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you certainly crammed it. Yeah. Sorry. I was just going to say, you know, in mm. the beginning, you don't have that much pressure. Yeah. You don't want to. And then, then you start to give the guy more pressure and more pressure and see how he responds. If yeah. the guy responds with tension and then it's not good, you got you to bring it down because, yeah. because if you keep doing that, He's going to respond with tension all the time yeah. as, as the, the, the progression you know, goes higher and higher. Yeah. So, so that's a training. You, you got to bring it down a little bit and mm. you need to let him deal with it with relaxation and then yeah. he can uh, progress that way, right? It's like massage, right? When you're walking on somebody's legs, some people do that stepping massage and they just step on your thigh and they, you know, they don't know how to do it. They're just putting weight on and then the person will just tense up and they'll make a shelf of tension. And it, there's no therapeutic yeah. benefit. You're just torturing the guy, you know? It's like, yeah. But if you start, like, loose, and you go in yeah. until you find the shelf and then hang out there, then the, the guy will be like, if you don't, if you just keep it there, then he'll relax a little bit. You go a bit deeper, mm-hmm. you go a bit deeper. And that's how you do that kind of massage, right? Mm-hmm. You don't go straight yeah. in, you know, as hard as you can. It's the same yeah. thing. You know, people react with tension, yeah. and they won't go, they don't learn anything. They just get traumatized. <laughs> so it's like, well, you want post-traumatic growth, not PTSD. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Not trying to give them that. So, But yeah. I think that, that progression is so important, and that's something that I think Sistema does phenomenally well. I'm, I'm seeing it interestingly in other arts now as well. You know, I think um, yeah, Gracie, the younger Gracie brothers, who are they? Um, Henzo and... Uh, uh, Henner uh, and uh, Hiron, yeah. Henner and Hiron, yeah, just released that whole yeah. thing they're advertising yeah. now on principles, right? So, so all of a sudden they're like, oh, these are, you know, don't learn the individual techniques. You just need these 30 principles and we'll go through and everyone's yeah. like, this is yeah. revolutionary. You'll learn everything yeah. with this. And we're like, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, That's it, a good way of teaching. Maybe we've been doing I, that for a little while, you know. So I, I think they're really good teachers. Uh, yeah, they're very uh, clear online. They're great. Yeah. They're very clear. But mm. but traditionally, traditionally, them and and his father, their school, it's the really original Gracie school mm. in the United States. Mm. They all had in the beginning. They don't allow you to spa. Really. Yeah, and mm. I, I think they still keep doing that because once in a while somebody from that school comes to our school and, and they, they kind of complain, oh, they, they don't mm. allow us to spa. Mm. 
Mm. But I think it's a good good thing. I don't know how long they keep it that way, mm. uh, but uh, some at least some months or until you get to uh, like a, a blue belt or something okay. like that. I'm yeah. not sure, mm. but in the beginning, yeah, yeah, they don't allow. So they, there's, a progress, there's a progr- progression. There's like a progression, that. right? Yeah. And I think it's a good thing. Yeah. I think yeah. it's a good thing. Uh, yeah, and I, the more difficult the skill set, right, the more you need that yeah. those stepping stones, I think. Like in uh, right. October, we've got Martin coming, you know, he's doing. And you crammed an enormous amount into, I think, you know, three days. And the first day was only a few hours. You know, it was a couple of hours, maybe three hours, I think, on the Friday. Um, but mm-hmm. the breadth of things that you covered, you know, I came back afterwards and I'm making notes on it. You know, I try and write down the key points and things for teaching mm-hmm. and things to remember for myself as well, you know, mm-hmm. principles. And, you know, writing reams you know i'm like wow there was a lot crammed in here you know like manami really kind of uh, you didn't talk an enormous amount like you didn't talk everybody's ear off you just gave people principles and let us land but i found so much yeah. during during those drills that i found myself afterwards going like wow i realized a lot more than i thought in this you yeah. know in this seminar you That's crammed great. a lot but in those i like the um the longer form ones three days is really good i think you know that was good yeah. we, you know yeah. martin's coming in october and we've got those four day you know, I guess you do okay. Academy too, right? Those four day masterclasses. And, yeah. and this year we're doing like grappling day one, then striking and then kind of mixed martial skills. And then all the stuff with consciousness and states mm-hmm. that he likes to play with and, you know, in a progressions. Cause if you go straight in with consciousness and like, Hey, find your inner self while somebody's punching you yeah. in the face, sometimes people get frustrated because they haven't, they haven't got like the tools. Like you say, they don't know how to grapple. Yeah. They don't know how to strike. So it's good to layer right. those things. I think, you know, so. And, and uh, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't talk that much. Because I thought the uh, the seminar was kind of kind of short to me. Um, mm. You know, uh, we did four hours, four hours, and the, the first day was uh, a couple hours or something. Uh, sure. So uh, I thought I just wanted to give you more than just uh, talking. Uh, I mean, it, I, I mean, talk. I mean, consciousness. Consciousness gets. To be a little tricky because a lot of people it, it's kind of hard to convey yeah that aspect of it um so i i didn't even talk about breathing i i didn't even talk about really anything because you get those from you know vladimir martin does uh yeah. you know consciousness as well uh so i kind of i wanted to kind of more give you hands-on uh, things and then you can, you guys can put together with the, because you know, you know, breathing and, you know, I didn't want to, you know, obviously go do all these uh, yeah. uh, regular things. Push-ups for an hour get. when you're doing, yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, when you've got yeah, four yeah, hours I, to work, you don't want to spend the whole right. first hour doing push-ups. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. So yeah. so that's that's part of the reason I probably, yeah. probably didn't talk too much. Yeah, but, um, but it was great. Yeah. It was a great, actually, it was a, it was a great balance to some of the other seminars that I've done. It, and it was good just to get straight into it, you know, and just move and roll. And everybody was, you know, it was hot down there too. So everybody, <laughs> it wasn't a great deal of air conditioning. Oh, yeah. So everybody was <laughs> moving yeah. constantly and pouring the sweat, and, especially me. Yeah, and the I'm mat- a pasty Celt. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, and the, the mat, you got the mat burns. Uh, oh, the carpet. Wearing, uh, yeah. yeah, everybody yeah, had long, long sweat, sleeves and yeah. socks on. The second day, it was long yeah. sleeves and socks yeah. everywhere. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I did it finally on the third day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's a great time, man. And thank you once again for uh, for coming down. And hopefully, uh, we can bring you up our way, come up North Carolina next year, and uh, ah, do a seminar. We'd love to have you at our place up. at some point. But... Yeah, I, I I had a great time. Yeah, great meeting all of you. And uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, had a ball. Yeah, I, I'd love to uh, 
go again yeah absolutely. so what, what's up what's up next for you what, have you got any seminars going on on the west coast or are you traveling doing anything? Uh, well i'm probably going to do uh like a local ls seminar at some point uh in the summer yeah uh i i don't have a concrete plan uh, either europe uh, uh but I, I at this point it's probably canceled for me yeah. this year uh so they're still you know just putting it back together right so yeah right right mm. so maybe next year so i don't really have a uh yeah uh but your your channels, right? Your um your YouTube channels and your so similar Los Angeles. I think your little your descriptive sections on you know feelings and systema or like working against the knife and they're self-contained and they're not too long and they're, I think they're they're great. And if people haven't followed that, I'll put the um oh okay. the uh, I'll put the URLs in there so people can check out and subscribe to yeah. that because I think that's yeah, a really great. really great resource. Your videos are really really good. I, I really enjoy oh, those. Yeah. I, I haven't really walked on YouTube, um, you know, just here and there. I, I do Facebook. Uh, I oh, it's Facebook. Facebook. Sorry. My bad. Yes. <laughs> I conflate okay, those yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Facebook. Okay, Sorry, yeah. Facebook. Yeah. yeah I, I try to do uh, every week on Facebook. Um, yeah. I want to be consistent. Yeah. YouTube, when I do it, I, I can't be consistent. So sometimes mm. I go, ah, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I want to do more. I want to do more. I want to do more videos and, you know. Yeah. Uh, I have Zoom going on, so I'm going to keep doing that and maybe i'll expand it a little more your teaching advising uh, or yeah teaching on zoom so okay uh, so yeah, how do people yeah. um, where, where should people go if they want to find out about yeah. training with you online so uh you can get in touch with me on facebook through facebook yeah you, you can email me systema la at gmail.com that's an easy one systema la at gmail.com okay yeah and uh i do zoom uh monday wednesday friday Great. 6 p.m. LA time. Okay. But for Specific. East Coast guys, yeah, yeah, it'll be later. So uh, I usually send, uh, I do send recordings. Yeah. Once you sign up. So okay. yeah, if you want to is, is that, let me know. It, yeah. So is that um, is that purely in Systema? Are you teaching BJJ as well via Zoom and things? It's or? Systema. But it's systema, uh, yeah. once in a while, you know, I, I, I do a lot of exercises. Okay. In, in Zoom sessions. So sometimes uh, BJJ like, uh kind of drills sure uh well i have a lot of those okay so, i know you teach a lot of bjj at the, at the academy as well right you teach uh teach again I, there a lot yeah i i teach bjj more than systema right now because yeah. <laughs> martin's in town mostly yeah. and then um yeah so i i teach yeah. bjj more now yeah, I'm sure that'll change. Which, Once Martin starts hitting the aeroplanes again and starts flying all over the place, then uh, uh, he'll yeah, be back on the yeah, mattress. Yeah, the balls and, and, <laughs> and, and, and nice. no, it, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, yeah, one thing I forgot, I, I wanted to mention uh, yeah. about the Aikido, uh, because you, you mentioned it. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the Aikido, this guy I was listening to, I was watching his video, uh, this guy, and he just, uh, he says, uh, you want to make the other person, you want to give him joy. Mm. You want to give him, you want to, you know, when, when the guy, when the guy grabs you or something, you know, that's, that's what Aikido a lot of times do, right? Sure. The guy grabs you and then you, you know, you do, you know, Flip uh, you take yeah. the guy down, flip mm. him. Mm. But when he, he says, you want to put the energy into him, but you want to make him like laugh. You want to make him. Uh, joyful. Mm. That's when he says when it's working. Yeah. You know, so so he has this idea of non-resistance. 
and mm. it's it's almost identical to what sure. we do. Yeah. You know, it, we talked about this, right? You, you, somebody grabs and mm. you you fight, and this mm. happens. Yeah, you know, and then you push back, and he grabs back, and and mm. that's what he you don't want to get get to. Sure. And mm. he talks about that exactly. Yeah, the same way. Yeah, I mean that's what that's what Aiki is. I mean, I I did fourteen yeah. years of Aikido before I was in Japan. That's where I studied, and the the idea yeah. of Aiki is that that flow and and the way they describe it and um in Aikido is that you you practice every technique basically first like the kion and that's the way people are used to seeing it practiced like very artificial you know that somebody puts mm -hmm. a hand somebody goes like that you pull right. it down you know old Japanese jujitsu they practice the same way right went from this yeah. position to this position to this very stop right. and start but the goal in Aikido is that you get to a state called a kino nagare like the flow of the energy right? right so when the person puts it on there and you continue motion but I think um for my part at least in training that that definition was still quite limited a lot of the time it was like still what you're really trying to do is just keep their balance and their momentum mm -hmm. moving right and then I, people yeah. kind of they they take that and they just boil it all down to aikido as the art of keeping people off balance and that's all it is right but um, i think there's a lot more to it than that and i think um you know what yashiba understood it at a much deeper level and maybe some of his direct students did but over yeah. time you know certain things get lost and diluted and mistranslated uh, and, and people aren't yeah. quite feeling there are some brilliant aikidoka still going right who who exude these principles and things but I, it's i don't think they 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 a lot of the time explore it in a wide enough context to to fully understand what that means in a in a, in a fight or in a in you know how to really do that and and that is the benchmark of you know when you when you know you're doing well in sistema it's when it's not when you slam somebody to the ground and they go ow it's like when they start laughing when they're halfway down right you know right. that you've you've it's surprised them you you've hit. given right yeah you've yeah, given them exactly. it's yeah. such a it's so unexpected it's they so didn't see it they don't know how it happened to them and so they laugh and they're like oh you know it hit the ground and they're like oh that was just beautiful you know that that's when you know that you've done something truly right. um truly original right, right? you created yeah. something that's like yeah it's yeah. the uh, yeah it's the old old uh, old school way of teaching right mm. you know the teachers really they don't teach you they mm. show you that that's the old uh, i think uh asian uh martial arts are really taught that way chinese Copy, repeat. japanese mm. True. yeah exactly you you mm. watch and learn but but you you don't get it mm. you don't get it then then you have to you have to really explore yeah. on your own, and yeah. and I think uh, in Sistema sort of has that as well. You know, you you watch our big teachers and you go, oh wow, how mm. does he do that? And mm. you know, I had that period as well. But then you have to go within yourself. But yeah. you see, and what I wanted to really uh, get into and <clears throat> touch on was the, the whether it's Aikido or Sistema or whatever, and it's. It's not. It's not the the physical. When when you align yourself inside, mm. that's when your the energy flows into mm. the other person. Mm -hmm. So again, it's the internal. That that's what we kind of started to talk about in the beginning. Sure. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to go back there. Yeah. That's that's the start. You have to align yourself within. Otherwise, you're just doing the push pushing and shoving and, and going holding. through the motions uh, yeah. yeah 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 exactly and, yeah. and uh aikido has that idea but their explanation is is very very limited because because ne mm. they never really did it yeah and mm. um i see that in system as well um mm. you know i i'm on the more trying to explain uh what i know mm. um you know i'm not going to try to explain what I don't know, and I'm not going to explain what my teachers do. 